Not the best. Mmm. That's a crunch. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Better For You, a podcast where we look at old school consumer packaged good brands and their new Better For You challenger brand competitors and figure out if they are actually better for you. Today, we're going to look at Flip's chocolate covered pretzels and their maybe better for you competitor, Garbanzos. And we will answer the question, are Garbanzos better for you than Flip's chocolate covered pretzels? If you have not heard of Garbanzos, uh, that makes some sense because that's the brand that Ashton and I and the team at Antithesis Foods are building. Uh, so think chocolate, kind of like chocolate covered pretzel nuggets, uh, but this is the better for you version of that. Now, are they actually better for you? Well, we will determine that by the end of this episode. All right, so we'll start off with the brand and history section. Uh, we'll start off with flips. So Ashton, take it away. Okay, so I'm very excited to be covering flips because this was my snack when I was a kid. I loved how it had just enough chocolate and a crunchy pretzel, and then you got the crunch of the salt. It was just so good. So, very excited. Um, so, starting with chocolate covered pretzel history, it's thought that chocolate covered pretzels originated in 1544 in Hamburg, Germany, by Herr Franz Josef Leibniz. I'm sorry for my pronunciation, but I did my best. Um, so, I thought that flips were actually owned by Nestle when I started doing this research, but they indeed were when they initially started being produced in 97, which is when I was eating them. But in 2003, they were purchased by Demet. And in 2013, Demet was purchased by Yildiz Holding. It's a CPG company in Turkey. Um, this spurred the expansion of flips into international markets. Production's also now partially in Turkey. And the brand had their UK debut in 2018. And as of 2018, the brand was worth $60 million, which was um, double-digit growth. It experienced double-digit growth from 2015 to 2018. And this is really attesting to the changing palette of American consumers and the blurring line between the salty and sweet confectionery categories that we're seeing in a lot of foods right now. The Flips brand has seen quite a number of new products in the last five years. You see uh, birthday cake, caramel sea salt, and then in 2019, I did not know this, but I'm going to try to find this now, they launched Flips Mix, which is chocolate pretzels, normal pretzels, popcorn, and candy pieces. Okay, so to move on to packaging, taking a look at the Flips package, um, I, the first thing that struck me was, well, it is very pretty since it's blue and metallic. I really like it, but something that Jason and I learned in, um, grad school for food science is in sensory science, it's well known that blue does not make you feel more hungry. It's actually a appetite suppressant. So I thought blue packaging is a pretty interesting choice for a snack. Um, also, in terms of branding, I'm not really sure. I think the word I used to describe the package was milk toast. It doesn't really say anything to me. Um, the back says moms, kids, dads, all with a Z equal love, flips. So I'm not really sure what they're trying to do here. I think um, this is a missed opportunity. I know back in the 90s when flips launched, they were a little more edgy and they had the campaign slogan, what's your excuse with a question mark. So. Uh, I would I would hope they would go back to their roots a little bit on this. Jason, what do you think of the branding of Flips? Uh, yeah, the uh, fact that they launched in the 90s is very clear to me. 
I think everything had a Z at the end of it in the 90s. Uh, Pizza Hut, I think they sold wings, W-Y-N-G-Z, because they couldn't call it chicken wings because there wasn't enough chicken in it. Yeah, Z Z is very popular, uh, but certainly very dated. Uh, But yeah, as for the actual branding, it's very blue, almost metallic. Uh, There's not much going on. I think it's kind of lazy, honestly. Uh, they could really use a, a rebrand or a kind of a redo. Uh, very lazy. And the, you can't even read the nutrition facts on the back because the back is blue and oh, the nutrition sure. fact font choice is blue. So uh, somebody should take a look at this and, and, and think about it again. Okay, so let's move on to Grobanzo brand and history. Grobanzo's, again, this is the brand that we made, so we are intimately familiar with the history. I came out of a class we were all taking at Cornell in the food science department uh, as graduate students. We wanted to make a snack that tasted great, but you could eat a ton of and feel good about eating a ton of it afterward. Chickpeas themselves make a ton of sense as a starting point nutritionally. They've got a pretty good deal of fiber, good amount of protein, and a really clean taste versus a lot of other uh, beans. So we went ahead and added more protein, more fiber, and then figured out a way, and I want to just go slow here because this is really critical. We figured out a way to get them to crunch just like a pretzel. Uh, So we're not talking about chocolate-covered chickpeas here. The process that creates that crunch really makes them kind of their own snack. So if you actually try chocolate-covered chickpeas, it's we've always found it to be pretty disappointing. Uh, Try some of those and then try garbanzos, and then please let us know what you think. So that's a little bit of the history. Uh, What about the brand? Well, the packaging has this big image, the big hero image of a garbanzo on the front, which sort of looks like a mothball or a whopper. Uh, We designed the packaging to look more fun, emphasize the chocolatey snack nature of the thing. There's no green. We don't even talk about chickpeas on the front. They're on the back. It's very much a crunchy chocolate-covered snack, not a chickpea snack. There's some flames on the front or some other, like, wild designs. Uh, The whole point here is garbanzos are fun. They taste great. They crunch great. And they're better for you. So you can eat the whole bag and feel good about it afterwards. So you can indulge uninhibited, which is our new slogan. So please let us know what you think of that. So that is Grabanzos, the history and the branding. Uh, Ashton, do you want to go ahead and talk about macros now? Okay. So in 30 grams of flips, we have 150 calories, 6 grams of fat, 21 grams of carbs. And whoa, side note, that means literally 70% of the mass of flips is carbs. Just wanted to make a note of that. 10 grams of sugar, 2 grams of protein, and 2 grams of fiber. So nothing too special here, nothing to write home about. There's relatively little nutritional value. It's just like a normal dessert. And I wanted to take a little bit of time to do a small digression on macros or macronutrients. We hear this term a lot, but what does it actually mean? So macronutrient literally means big nutrient or the nutrients that your body requires in large amounts. And these are the ones that contribute to calories. This differs from micronutrients, the nutrients your body needs in teeny tiny amounts like vitamin A, D, iron, etc. And how small are they? So to put numbers to this, 1 25th of a gram of vitamin A is toxic to you. So that's crazy. Think about how many grams of carbs and protein you eat in a day and 1 25th of a gram of vitamin A is toxic. Just very interesting fact. So both protein and carbohydrates contribute four calories per gram. Fat is more than double that at nine calories per gram. And fiber is zero calories per gram, which is because your body actually does not digest fiber as food for yourself. It is food for your gastrointestinal system and all the lovely little microbes in there. Uh, Okay, 
So one of my favorite brands, which is Soylent, actually did a blog post on this recently, which I highly recommend. They state that the dietary guidelines for Americans indicate that 45 to 65% of your calories should come from carbohydrates, 10 to 30% from protein, and 25 to 30% from fat. So depending on your own goals for your own health and your body, you might want to get more or less of your calories from these different sources. So for example, let's say you're bulking and you're going to the gym a lot and you want to eat a lot more protein. So then you should aim for the higher of that range, that 10 to 30% range, aim for maybe 30% of your calories from protein. So now that we have a good grasp on macros, let's dive into garbanzos. Jason? Yes, Ashton, thank you. That was a lot of carbs in flips. Okay, so garbanzos macros. A package of dark chocolate garbanzos has 140 calories, 7 grams of fat, 17 grams of carbs, 8 grams of sugar, 4 grams of protein, and 5 grams of fiber. Uh, numbers are hard to do on a podcast, but compared to flips, that's fewer calories, less sugar, a lot more protein, and a whole lot more fiber. We'll do a digression of fiber at some point, uh, but it's hard to find this much fiber in a chocolate snack, or really many snacks in general. Fiber is what gives vegetables their structure. So when people say eat more vegetables or really eat more whole foods, whole unprocessed foods, what they're really saying is eat more fiber. Uh, it's one of the things that processed foods just generally don't have because you're using very refined ingredients where the fiber itself is removed. So garbanzo is a great way to get fiber. A uh, great way to eat chocolate and, again, feel good about it afterwards. Okay, we did Grobanzo's macros. We did Flip's macros. We're at the end of the macro section. Ashton, who do you think has the best macros? <laughs> I'm sorry. It is very obviously Grobanzo's. It is not rigged, and I'm not just saying that because we developed it. Um, I'm very – thinking about where your calories are coming from, your body is just getting a lot more of essential, these essential nutrients – um, from your garbanzos than your flips. So I'm all for the garbanzos. What about you, Jason? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely garbanzos. And really, it better be. We spend, spend a lot of time uh, tweaking and tweaking uh, and finagling these ingredients to make sure the macros were indeed better. And so you uh, wanted to talk about a very specific macro, uh, right? Oh, yes. So given that this is our second episode of Better For You and the second time we're talking about chocolate products, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about fat. So cocoa butter is the compound in chocolate that gives it its characteristic melt-in-your-mouth quality. So it melts just below your body temperature. So when you eat a piece of chocolate, it immediately dissipates across your tongue, um, which is very desired quality in chocolate and what makes it so special. So cocoa butter is composed of about 60% saturated fat and about 40% unsaturated fat. So saturated fat means it's solid at room temperature. Think animal fat, butter, cheese, even coconut oil and uh, palm oil, which we mentioned on our last episode. So saturated fat has been linked to higher blood lipid levels, and there's a ton of debate about its ability to increase the risk for heart disease. We will not go into that, at least not right now. But um, let's talk about unsaturated fats, which are also known as good fats. Um, these can be divided into monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. So your monounsaturated fats are liquid at room temperature. Think about olive oil, peanut oil, canola oil. They also are in avocados and nuts. And the polyunsaturated fats are the essential fats. Essentially, your body requires them to function and you need to get it from your food. 
Um, as for trans fats, if they're not in cocoa butter, we'll save that for a later episode, probably when we're talking about something fried, like chips or something like that. Um, that'll be fun. So in general, the more fats you get from unsaturated fat, particularly the polyunsaturated, the better. So the fat in chocolate is not necessarily good for you, which is why skinny coated chocolates like Flips and Garbanzos are so appealing. Uh, when you bite into them, they break apart and they dissipate all over your tongue, the chocolate melts, and then it creates the taste and feeling of, of this very intense chocolate experience, but doesn't quite have as much chocolate as if you were eating, I don't know, a chocolate So bar. the good fats, the polyunsaturated fats, those are mostly like uh, plant oils and they're liquid at room temperature. So we can't have those in solid chocolate, right? Is that the issue? Like most of the th fats that are solid at room temperature uh, are, are quote unquote not good for you, right? Yeah, exactly. So you're, yeah, unsaturated fats are going to be liquid at room temperature. So there's no, yeah, you can't put them in a huge amount in, um, in what's it called? Chocolate. Okay, awesome, awesome. So I guess that's why like keto, you can't have things that are like airy and crunchy, because that's mostly polyunsaturated fats. So those are mostly uh, oils. Uh, it's a hard problem to solve. Alright, so now we've gone through all the macros of garbanzos and the macros of flips. We talked a lot about chocolate uh, and the composition of good chocolate, bad chocolate. And now we'll talk about the ingredients of flips and garbanzos and what goes into them, what goes into them to make the, that specific crunch uh, and what a wheat-based dough looks like yeah. versus so the ingredients for flips are pretty straightforward. On the pretzel side, you've got enriched flour. So enriched flour means you don't just have, you know, regular all-purpose flour. They've added different micronutrients to it to make it more nutritious. So they've added niacin, iron, vitamins B1 and B2, and folic acid. So fun fact, thiamine mononitrate and riboflavin are the technical names for vitamin B1 and B2. So if you see that on an ingredients label, it's actually vitamins. Very interesting. Um, in the pretzels, we also have yeast, malted barley flour, sodium bicarbonate, also known as baking soda. So I thought it was really interesting that pretzels had two leaveners. So for background, leaveners are compounds in doughs that cause that reaction that produces carbon dioxide, which causes the dough to rise. And this creates a lighter, airier texture. So think of when you cut open a loaf of bread and you see all those air pockets. That's because the dough has been leavened either through a biological leavener like yeast or a chemical leavener like baking soda um, or what's the other one? Baking powder. Yes. Uh, that's what was so intriguing that Flips uses both chemical and biological leaveners in their pretzel dough. So I did a bit of Googling and I found that this is actually a technique used in baking when you want more leavening, but you don't want to cause off flavors from the yeast. If you've ever eaten a yeast risen bread, you know it has a very distinct smell and um, flavor. So if you want something a little more neutral, mix both, which is interesting. Um, Garbanzos actually don't use these leaveners, which Jason will go to into in a little bit. Okay, so back to the ingredients. We've got that pretzel and then there's chocolate. So chocolate, you've got sugar, cocoa butter, um, chocolate, <laughs> skim milk powder, and also weirdly enough, butter oil. Not sure what's going on there. They also have lactose. Lactose is essentially the sugar in milk. 
soy lecithin, which we know from last episode that's an emulsifier, and corn syrup, and of course salt to give it that characteristic salty sweet flavor. Uh, when you look at the back of our label, you're, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that is a, that's a big old label. There's a lot of stuff there. But really, most of them are flavors. Uh, so like you'll see things like apple cider vinegar, molasses, tamarind. The vast majority of garbanzos, though, are chocolate and chickpeas, our first two ingredients. Some of these things you might find interesting, like shiitake mushrooms or garlic powder, and be like, well, what, why, is that in a, why is that in a chocolate snack? Uh, we think that eating just a ton of chocolate or really a ton of, of anything sweet is pretty boring, like just a chocolate bar. Uh, really pretty boring after the, few, the few first few bites. Uh, the real excitement in snacking is this explosion of all these different flavors and tastes and textures. So we wanted to make sure that the sweet chocolate we have on the outside is balanced by a really nice savory crunch on the inside. Shiitake mushrooms are a really good way to get those savory flavors in there, and garlic powder, really, it do, it's doing the same thing. Uh, you can do that with purified ingredients like adding MSG, which you probably know from Chinese food. But sometimes using the whole ingredient gives you a more rounded uh, flavor. That's why we use uh, shiitake mushrooms. And then in contrast to flips, garbanzos does not have any ingredients for leavening or uh, any rising agents. No baking powder, no baking soda. Uh, we, get our, uh, we get our method for crunching from somewhere else. All right, so are the ingredients in garbanzos better? Which ones have the uh, better ingredient set? Uh, I think they're generally both good. Nothing really stands out to me as bad on either side. The only thing where I kind of raised an eyebrow was the corn syrup and flips. I really did appreciate in flips that they went that extra step and used enriched flour. I thought that was great. I do think chickpeas in general are a better carbohydrate source than wheat flour. It has higher nutrient density, lower glycemic index. So I would say the garbanzo's ingredients are better. What about you? Uh, yeah, uh, breads and pretzels are really a whole science onto themselves. I, I think pretzels are really just impressive uh, in general. Getting Having something that crunches and then keeping its crunch for like a year plus after it's being made... Uh, I, I mean, it sounds really ridiculous, but it is sort of like the pinnacle of, of food science. It's very impressive. Uh, I would say, though, that the addition to corn syrup, the addition of corn syrup to flips really cheapens kind of the chocolate experience, and that makes it worse. But nothing here is bad, per se, just a little bit worse. So now I want to do uh, a little specific ingredient digression. We did our macros, we did ingredients, and now it's an ingredient digression. Uh, Gorbanzos has a specific ingredient called xanthan gum in it. Uh, it has an X in it and it's a gum. So I think folks might get turned off from it. I do want to spend uh, just a minute demystifying what xanthan actually is. So xanthan gum is a long chain of molecules that act as a thickener. Uh, it's produced by bacteria called xanthomonas campestris, which is not important at all, but that's where the xanthan comes from. And produced by bacteria sounds weird, but there are many great things that are produced by bacteria, like antibiotics and penicillin and yogurt and cheese. So like a lot of good stuff. What the xanthan bacteria is doing, it takes a bunch of sugar molecules, uh, think of them like pieces of thread, and then knits them together in like a long rope. And we take those long ropes and we add them to food uh, and it thickens it, thickens the food. Uh, if you had like a barbecue sauce that was a little thin and you wanted to stick better to chicken wings, you would add some xanthan. That work work really well. Uh, xanthan is completely digested in your gut, uh, and there's no health or safety effects of it at all. So it's a great ingredient. I think it's unfairly maligned because this name starts with an X, 
and I think it needs a little bit of a, a little bit of a rebrand. Uh, Ashton, have you heard of the uh, Chilean sea bass story? I know what Chilean sea bass is. Yeah, the Chilean sea bass was previously called a Patagonian toothfish, uh, and Ooh. no one liked it or, or ate it, but it was called a Patagonian toothfish. But they rebranded it to Chilean sea bass. Uh, now people eat a lot of it, so maybe Xanthan needs some type of rebrand. I mean, it's just like the vitamin B1 and vitamin B2 that we mentioned above. Uh, they've got weird names, but they've been rebranded as vitamins, so people like them. But I don't know. It's fine. It's got an X in it, uh, but it's delicious. Or it, it helps food get more delicious uh, and stick better. So uh, no, no reason to be afraid. Okay, we have come to the end. We talked macros. We talked ingredients. We talked about specific macros and ingredients. So let's do our final conclusions here. Ashton, what do you think? What's better for you? Grobanzo's flips, your childhood hero flips, or Grobanzo's, the brand you're helping build? Garbanzos are totally better for you. I'm sorry, I had to say it, and it's not a shameless plug. Uh, we spent a long time making sure that it's better for you. So if we didn't do that, we failed in our jobs, and I think we succeeded. And it hits all the flavor notes you crave in a salty sweet snack. So if you care about your macros and you want to get more from the calories you consume, please try this. I think you'll like it. Still, shout out to Flips. You'll always have a place in my very child's, <laughs> my childlike seven-year-old heart. Yeah, I mean, they really they really are much better for you. Uh, I think people need to just try them and, and understand the, the difference here between this and a chocolate or chickpea or in this and between most of your other uh, crunchy chocolate snacks that you like. So check us out. Go to grabonzos.com. That's G-R-A, Bonzos, Grabonzos, not Garbanzos. Don't let Google autocorrect you. Yeah, and if you make it to our website, you can try them for five bucks and let us know what you think. Uh, and let us know what you think about the podcast. What do you want to hear about? What's better for you? What do you want us to tackle next? Uh, head on over. You can go to grabonzos.com for the podcast link as well uh, and let us know what you think. Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, Ashton. And uh, we'll talk to everybody in a couple weeks. <laughs>